Hey, I'm Mason King, host of the IBJ Podcast. And before we get into this week's episode, I want to tell you about the newest podcast from IBJ Media called Off the Record with the Indiana 250. In each episode, IBJ Media CEO Nate Feldman talks with a different leader on the Indiana 250 list of the state's most influential leaders. They discuss their vision for Indiana's future, their experiences in business, and their advice for other aspiring entrepreneurs. New episodes are released on select Thursdays. So go subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you can never miss an episode. Just search the Indiana 250 off the record. Thanks. This is the IBJ podcast for the week of December the 4th, 2023, brought to you by Taft. I'm your host, Mason King. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. It's always a relief to have a well-known guest on the podcast because I don't need to spend much time explaining who they are. As you likely know, Joey Chestnut is the king of competitive eating. You almost certainly have seen video clips of him gulping down dozens of hot dogs or boiled eggs or tacos or wings burritos, Twinkies, and or spears of deep fried asparagus. He, in fact, has more than 50 gastronomic world records, including a vaunted 76 Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs with buns eaten in 10 minutes. And he's the first to admit that competitive eating is a little weird, but he has a natural affinity for it, and it allows him to make hundreds of thousand dollars a year. He confirms in our interview recent reports that he earned close to $500,000 in 2022. A few things brought him to the podcast studio last week. You might not know that he recently moved to Westfield, Indiana, here in the Indianapolis area, which is his home base for spending about 140 days a year out on the road. We chat about the reasons in our conversation. He was preparing last week for the 10th annual St. Elmo Shrimp Cocktail Eating Contest, which this year was being staged as part of the festivities for the Big Ten Football Championship just last Saturday. So we talk a bit about how he prepares to down somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 pounds of shrimp, plus St. Elmo's extra potent cocktail sauce. He recently hit 40, and it's not as easy as it used to be. But the lion's share of our conversation concerns how he built a career in a niche sport and all the revenue streams that he leverages to make a very good living. Here's our conversation. It's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Joey Chestnut, the king of competitive eating and a resident of Westfield, Indiana. Uh, Joey, thanks so much for coming downtown today. Oh, happy to be here. Right on. Uh, So we're a business publication. Uh, I have a bunch of questions I have for you about how you built your career and how you make a living in competitive eating. But first, I wanted to cover the 10th annual St. Elmo Shrimp Cocktail Eating Championship, which will take place on the afternoon of December the 2nd. Today is November the 30th. (laughs) So you have two days. I am curious, is there anything that you would be doing at this point to get ready for the competition or is preparation really more like day of, for example? Well, I always, oh, there's always preparation. I win the contest through my preparation. Uh, there's usually about a day and a half, uh, no solid food. 
I'll have my last real meal today, uh, but it's like 36 hours. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm absolutely empty. Uh, it, it, makes, uh, it takes the time to get empty and loose and make sure that uh, I have a reason to eat a ridiculous amount of food. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you wouldn't have solid food, but you still get nutrition? I'll, I'll get some calorie intake. Uh, really, really, uh, it, it's liquid. I, I make sure that it, it's, uh, but I, I want to make sure that it's it's super easy to whatever I put in me, it's going to be moving pretty quick and easy. Gotcha. I know probably people say this all the time, but it is interesting just to see you in real life. You really are kind of a slim guy. How do you maintain? Dude, it's a battle. I, uh, and when I was younger, I, I could get away with being heavier. Uh, now, I'm, now I'm older. And if I gain weight, it's really hard to lose. It's hard to lose it. And it affects me more. Uh, so, uh, it, and over the years, competition has become a little bit uh, tougher too. So I have, I have to really be on top of it. I have to be able to push my body and, uh, and it's uh, yeah. It, it's if I if I get lazy and start if I don't run or jog and I can't control my breathing during the contest, then I uh, then I get winded and then if I'm breathing through my mouth, I'm not eating. Oh my god, that's that's right. Yeah, I mean, you spend so much time eating when you were the mouth full, essentially. I oh, mean, yeah. you, you have to almost have like a kind of a second way of breathing. I have to yeah, really be able to sneak in my breath through my nose, uh, and it's. Uh, so if, if I can't control my breathing really well, then it then it's then I'm really slow. Wow. That sounds like something you were like would literally have to practice. Oh yeah, when it, you're it, not competing because a lot of time when you're when you're eating quickly, you, sometimes you forget to breathe. It, it, so it, so it's a lot of it's uh, practicing really helps and it, pushing yourself because well the, the the competitive eating it's not like normal eating. You can be a big eater, you can you can eat a big meal, and but it, but it, it's a completely different. Uh, kind of intensity the way we eat in contests um so i mean like if you had like a, a sinus infection you probably would not be able to oh it, it slows you down a lot yeah. and luckily uh, uh yeah you, there's there's ways around it you, you, there's the afrin and the, the things that open up your nasals uh, for a little bit it works and uh and i've been really lucky that i've never really had any real uh yeah no no real colds uh, they have a big contest man that's amazing you know, uh, musicians have this have this way of breathing, like wood musicians. Oh, circular breathing. Have circular yeah. breathing. Have you ever? Or am, am I? Is something getting obstructed? You wouldn't be able to do that. I, I, would, I wouldn't be able to do that exactly. Uh, but but yeah, I, I used to play the trumpet, and I, I feel like I feel like one of those uh, being, being able to control your breathing it, it, and uh, it, it, it's helpful. Yeah. And and being able to be calm. I, I think when I do yoga, uh, that, that's that's another time when I'm really controlling my breathing in uncomfortable positions, and uh, so. Being able to, yeah, right, controlling your breathing is really important. And then your body, I guess, after several minutes, is it's like under stress. Oh yeah, and probably the it's it wants to breathe more. It's wanting to breathe more. There, there's uh, the amount of food I'm eating. It it, it impedes breathing. Yeah, so I I need to relax and make sure the food's settling deep in my stomach, so so that I I, I can that I can t still take a deep breath. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> reverting back to a lot of my performing arts training. Now that I think about it. So you've got all this stuff happening in your abdomen, and so that's squeezing your lungs. It's, it's putting pressure. Yeah, say, yeah. If, especially if, if that food's not settling deep, mm -hmm. uh, and so it, some of the foods uh, it, it takes more work to make it settle. Uh, but uh, it, it's it, it, it practice. It, it's one of those things where you have to build a tolerance for with almost every food. Is there a way to move it faster that you can get it deeper faster? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. part of the doing my cleanse beforehand. Yeah. Make, making sure I'm absolutely empty and things are going to settle deep and, and, and quick. 
Uh, if I have, if I've eaten food the day before, then there's all that food still in my intestines. And so it, so it, that's, it's not going to settle deep and it's not going to have a clean highway. Right. Uh, so it's been a lot of trial and error figuring out my body. Wow. That's super fascinating. And do you meditate at all? I wouldn't say not Just really yoga. meditate and meditate, but yeah. I, I, it's uh, definitely yoga uh, and a lot of visualize, visualizing and, and practices I videotape and I try to try to remember how I was feeling and what, why I was slowing down. And so, so it's a lot of, uh, just repetition. Would you literally like go over tape? Cause I mean, a lot of these things are televised. Oh yeah. Would you watch yourself and kind of see like, here's how I was feeling at this moment and here's what was going on physically. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's, it's helpful. Uh, it's one of those things. And for a long time, I was kind of ashamed at how much thought it thought I put into it. But uh, it, the more the more you put into it, the more you get out, uh, like anything. And uh, the, the more more time and energy I put into the, every contest, the, the better I'm going to perform. So for folks who uh, maybe outside of the Indianapolis market and don't know about the St. Elmo shrimp cocktail, here's a very quick primer. So St. Elmo Steakhouse uh, is a beloved institution in downtown Indianapolis. It has operated there for 122 years, if you can believe it. And its signature item is a king-sized shrimp cocktail, which has enough horseradish in it to, I don't know, what would you say? Like, it's it's it, whatever kind of cold you have or sinus infection you have, it'll clean you out. <laughs> it, uh, your nose is going to be dripping, your eyes are going to be watering, and uh, it hits hard. I was going to say strip a paint off a car. But uh, I have a very sensitive palate. St. Elmo's definitely draws attention to the strength of that cocktail sauce. And whenever anybody mentions it on TV, it's always about you know getting their brains uh, reconfigured. What challenges specifically do you have with that sauce that you wouldn't have necessarily with another food product? You have to build a tolerance. And it's always easier to build a tolerance for a food that you have you've grown up with. So hot dogs, super easy. Pizza, it, it's another really easy one. Uh, this one, it took a while to build a tolerance, uh, get my body feel comfortable pushing with, with that sauce. I remember my first time doing it, I, I did six pounds. And then over the years, I went more and more. And and, and uh, I think my record now is like more than 18 pounds. Yeah. So it's... Uh, it, it, it's building that tolerance and it, it's and feeling it, it's getting comfortable with it. You can buy this shrimp cocktail sauce at the store now. Would, yeah, you, would, would yeah. you buy it and actually kind of oh, work I've, with it? I've, yeah, I've practiced with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bought it and it, it's, it hits really hard. <laughs> I think that, that the the, uh, the the stuff in the bottle is is pretty intense. Yeah. That's interesting. So it hasn't had time to air out necessarily. <laughs> exactly. In the yeah. restaurant, when it, when it airs out, it, uh, it cools down a little bit quicker, but uh you know, that bottle is, it's, whew. Okay. If you keep it refrigerated, it, it's, it's, it's intense. So like you said, uh, I think in 2018, I think the record that I saw was 19 pounds. 19 pounds, yeah. Or, no, you know, I, they give you credit for it, but you don't eat all the sauce right. necessarily. So I, I definitely ate a lot. But, but uh, it's 186 shrimp. Yeah. Uh, and those are the big, those are big, crispy shrimp. Yeah. Crunchy, yeah. Eight minutes. Yeah. Uh, so you, I think you had had, going into that, was it eight straight wins? Last year, I went into last year's contest, eight straight wins. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I got, I didn't get the, I didn't, didn't get the win last year. <laughs> okay. Now, have you gone back over the performance? What happened? Oh, yeah. Well, I, there was a bunch of the reasons. Uh, I had a rough year. I, I was, I was slow. 
I, I, I hadn't been jogging. I, my breathing was off. Uh, I hadn't been doing any of my jaw exercises. And I, I was, it, it, there was a bunch of weird little, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I broke my leg really bad. So I had a couple of infections and I had infections. So, so I just. Oh, that's why you were running. Yeah. So I wasn't oh, running. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so I, I knew going into it, I was at a disadvantage, but uh, I was hoping that I could pull it together. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, some, the body, it, it, it's one of those things. You, if you don't put the work in uh, the body, I'm pushing my body. So it's, uh, it didn't, it didn't perform for me. How did you break your leg? Out of visiting a friend in uh, Los Gatos and uh, we were in Los Gatos mountains and we were looking for his dog in the dark and I fell, oh. it, fell down a hill. And the fire department had to get me out of this ditch, and and uh, it was open fracture that took a, a while. To Are heal. you kidding me? Oh my god, the bone That's... was sticking out. It was, it was like, ah, it was bad. But it, it, it's not. It... How fast did they get you out of there? Oh my god, the fire department they uh, they were there in like like under ten minutes, but they had to carry me like the long way up the hill, which was like half a mile. So wow. it, it took a while. Because the first thing you would think of, you know, when you have a bone sticking out your leg is, you know, blood loss. Yeah, it, it was, I was, I was lucky because it, it was, it was far enough down uh, in the leg that, uh, that it stopped bleeding pretty quick once it got straightened out. And, uh, but then, but then the infection with the open fracture, the infection is, uh, the biggest, and it was multiple infections. It was a nightmare. How are you feeling now? Feeling pretty good. Yeah. Can you run? I can shock. I'm not, I can't run quite as fast as I used to. I mean, okay. the, all the surgeries, this leg's like half an inch short, shorter than the other one. But uh, I'm doing a lot better than I thought I would. How long does it take for you to get back to feeling normal after an event like this? This one, this one's a little bit easier because it, it, it's cleaner. Uh, it's just simple. There's some fat. There's protein. Uh, the the carbs from the, the sauce aren't that bad. So I'm, a day and a half, I'm feeling pretty good. Hot dogs, it's really rough. Uh, there's lots of salt. Uh, there's other things in there. Which, 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 we're pushing our bodies to the absolute limit for hot dogs. And uh, and then there's also the heat. If you're, if you're dehydrated, uh, it takes longer to recover. So that one, it'll, it'll be anywhere from three to four days to be feeling really good. Uh, which, I mean, anybody who pushes their body super hard, marathon runner, they're not going to feel right for two to three days. Uh, so I, w once I started accepting that I'm not going to feel, I'm not eating necessarily to, for hunger or I'm not going to, and I, I started accepting that I was going to uh, be uncomfortable or, or not not necessarily feel good. I, I'm able to push myself harder. That's right. So the, the Nathan's, the big Nathan's event is on July 4th. Yeah. And it is, where is that usually? Coney Island. Uh, okay. So yeah, it's Brooklyn. Hot. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then... It, it, it's even yeah when it's super hot and when i was younger i'd uh i push my limits I'd, I'd stop drinking liquid uh really early because i, I didn't want to, it, liquid to sit in my stomach and use my capacity so i was always flirting with getting a little bit de uh, uh dehydrated so that, that, that that's i've gotten way better about figuring out my body over the years and do i remember this right that you do use liquid to help you oh, ingest yeah. the food right i mean it's not like yeah i'm always i like always using uh warm water to help and especially with the hot dogs the the wet bun is so much easier to swallow and it's it's not pretty but it's competition it's competition and uh i have to get it down even for for the shrimp i'm i'm, I'm using warm water uh, to help uh to help get the food down and relax muscles and get, get things moving is the san Amos inside or outside 
It's outside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is kind of. <laughs> Are you like looking at the? <clears throat> oh, I'm always at the looking, calendar to know yeah, exactly what temperature it is. Yeah, I think we're like at 43 right around 3 p.m. Is that good? That's not bad. It, there's many years where it's in the teens. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my fingers are numb. And oh my god! It, it's oh yeah, it, it, it's oh yeah. There's been years where it's by far the coldest contest of the on the calendar. So, the, but this year shouldn't be too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what well, people might not know about competitive eating, it, it is an organized sport. It has its own professional league, its own governing body. Uh, this, like most, I guess, the, the events on the schedule are part of Major League Eating. That's yeah. the league. Major League Eating, they, 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 uh, they're the, they're the league that, that, that finds sponsors for the most part and uh, or make sure that the, the contest is run in an orderly way and safe way, safe way and uh, that they're going to they're gonna find out the winner. Yeah. So they would sanction the event, for yeah. example. That event would have to abide by the rules, like you say, safety, for example. Exactly. Um, were you involved at all in the creation of the league? I mean, you've been around. No, no, it's, it's been around a long time before I've got started. I, think, really? I, want, I want to say like '92 is when they they got started, and I started eating in 2005. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, okay. Does uh, having a league make it easier for you as a competitor to make a living? It's a that's a weird question. Uh, the league. League the league legitimizes it. Uh, they 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 find sponsors and so and with with sponsors uh, and then also the with, because it's legitimized, the media covers it. Uh, the more media coverage, the more the more sponsors want to get involved in it. And but then also there's always the uh, anytime there's promoters and talent, there's always going to be uh, conflict. And whether whether it's you look at Dana White and and the fighters, or you look at any any kind of uh, league, and they're, they're, and so there's there's yeah, and that, that it happens. Yeah. Uh, and sure. so, but but so there's always pluses and minuses, and uh, uh, and I've been really lucky that I've been able to uh, work through any conflict. Mm-hmm. So I counted on the the MLE website. There are 28 events. For 2023, this is the last one on the calendar. Yeah, um, is, is 28 typical for a year? 28. It, it's uh, it's slowed down a little bit with COVID, uh, and it, it still hasn't quite picked up what it used to be. It, 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 a lot of it, it's usually really busy during summer. Uh, a lot of outdoor event festivals, events, uh, but it 28. It, it's it's a little bit low, but it, uh, it, I think one year I, I think it, me personally I did 37 actual contests. Wow. When, I, when I was younger, they 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 had a load of them, but uh, I do a little bit less contests, more appearances, exhibitions, uh, and so not everything I do is run through the the league, but uh, but I still love the con. I love competition, and uh, it's it's a uh, th- this this event um it's it's on the calendar, and I I look forward to it every year. So the announced price purse for the Saint Elmo's event is three thousand. That's a total purse. Yeah. Uh, do you know what you would get for first place? I think it's fifteen hundred for first. Okay, fifteen hundred. Um, and my impression is that the, I mean, the total price purses for most MLE events. I mean, between like two thousand and, and ten thousand. Yeah. Ish. Uh, someone will go up. I think. I think there was, uh, pistachios fifteen thousand, and there was a good burrito. Yeah. So some of them are definitely more. Yeah. There's uh, some outliers for yeah. sure. Right. And then there's the the Nathan's event. Nathan's. Yeah. 
or there's there's the big one, which I believe is the Fourth of July. Yeah. Uh, but then there seem to be other Nathan's events on the calendar too. Yeah. Uh, there there's well a lot of those are qualifiers. Oh. So in order to get to the, get to the big show, you have to either be a champion or uh, or win a qualifier or 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 have uh some sort of in, a reason for them to invite you but uh yeah so they, they do have a bunch of qualifiers every year to for people to to prove themselves what is the, the biggest first prize in a given year uh yeah i think those prizes i think nathan's is ten thousand. uh there's some wing contests that uh, used to be uh twenty thousand. uh but uh like like you look at track and field competitions um, and it's kind of a similar thing. Uh, there, there, there's, there's, a, so there's a little prize for the, but there's, but then there's also appearance fees, and uh, and that I think we're kind of getting there. Uh, it competitive eating's a marketing mechanism, and if uh, it, so, this will, a lot of if it's a big sponsor, they'll they'll they're, they're going to pay it an appearance fee, and it, you're not getting paid just for the eating. You're, you're getting paid for promoting the product uh and promoting the event and so uh, there there's uh yeah there, there's that there's that route also mm-hmm. in a former life i covered the billiard industry and the professional eight ball and nine ball tours and at the time this was done you know, in the mid 2000s if you could make like 80,000 to 100,000 just in prize money you were doing really good yeah, is that comparable? Uh, I, I think that's pretty. Uh, there, I think the most I've ever made in pure prize money is about eighty thousand, and that's uh, now that, that, I was I was working, it, and I had to, uh, yeah. But it, it's and competitions. That's it's intense. Uh, and for a lot of people, I assume this is part time. A lot of it, yeah, it's part time. I, I got into it. I I, I didn't plan on doing it the way, way I am now. Uh, I, I, I was in college. I, was, I got started and I fell in love with it and I was a weekend warrior and got the degree and I worked worked in construction management and then uh, eventually the eating was uh, t- started taking over. Uh, the sponsors would want me to come out earlier to promote the event and then it, it uh, and then, then it just kind of went, oh wow, I, I, I can I can make a, l- a little bit of a career out of it. And I, I never really want to say career but it, I, I I, I I love it. I love it so much. I I can't believe I even get paid for it. And it, how did you how did you get into it? I I was the bigger biggest eater in the family and biggest eater with a group of friends. And it was, it was one of the things I, I kind of I kind of was embarrassed about it. And, and I was always holding back. And uh, eventually, I got signed up to one contest. And it, it just I remember I remember my first contest, and I, I was like, oh my god, I love it. I don't have to hold back. And and normally I'm a really shy guy. Yeah. And I. And I was eating in front of people. It's something that I, I I've always been kind of ashamed of, and and I, it was just crazy. Like they're encouraging, you, you didn't have to hold back, and I, I was able to. And I loved it. You yeah. literally had a natural affinity. Oh yeah, for doing it. It, it, it. It's it was like the perfect storm of everything. I'm I'm I love to eat. I like to eat fast. I almost get a rush when I eat fast, uh, like a high. And uh, so so it, it's. It, it, it just worked out perfect. I, I, I it's almost not fair how much uh, I was made for it. <laughs> Isn't it funny how when you're a kid, like <laughs> so, you, so you almost get competitive about like how much you can eat. Like, yeah. I remember going to like Noble Romans when I was like eight, and my brother and I would have like how many pieces of pizza could we eat? 
like oh, in yeah. one sitting. It, it, and, that, and that was like a big It's deal. very natural. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's one of the things about competitive eating that it's uh, a lot of people can relate to it. And not everybody knows what it feels like to hit a home run or slam dunk a basketball or score a touchdown. But everybody kind of can relate to wanting to eat more or, or of a food that they love or wanting to eat, yeah, push themselves in a little bit, a little way. Uh, we might have to cut this from the interview, but I just remembered when I was in college, uh, there was a sushi place, uh, I don't know, a couple of miles away. And a friend of mine and I started going there on Sunday nights. It was, they had an all you can eat, $20, all you could eat. And we, um, and every time we went, we tried to have one more piece of sushi than we had the previous time. We got to 57 <laughs> each. And so I, you guys just, ended with a tie. Yes, we did. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was more cooperative than it was competitive. But yeah, I mean, I remember for like, you know, a couple of days after it was pretty horrible. But for some reason, it seemed like a good idea. It is. It's uh, actually one of my worst food poisoning incidents was that uh, all you could eat sushi. Oh, sir, oh my God. Yeah. And I, I almost went to the hospital because it was so, so bad after the day after. I, uh, I, I was, yeah, barfing and vomiting, uh, everything. It was, it was the worst food poisoning ever. Oh, that is the worst. Uh, I think they punished me for eating too much. Yeah, that was it. Okay, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. This is the IBJ Podcast. Taft, today's modern law firm, with more than 800 attorneys in eight primary Midwest markets and the District of Columbia, we provide solutions to the business issues facing middle market and emerging companies alike. We do this through a highly collaborative and inclusive team approach. Taft, the modern law firm. To learn more, visit taftlaw.com. All right, we're back with this week's edition of the IBJ Podcast and our guest, competitive eating champion, Joey Chestnut. So you, until about 2010, you were working in construction management. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Mm -hmm. You did a little research. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a hobby. <laughs> yeah, 2010. Uh, yeah, that's when I gave it up. And that's at that point, you were like, "I think I can make this work." It was, it was kind of no. I, I was doing something with Pepto Bismol, and and Pepto Bismol like offered some. Yeah, I, I forget what it was exactly, but uh, I, I was like, they wanted me to leave on a Thursday, and uh, so I, I needed to take some time off of work. And so my boss was like, "Hey, you just take take some time off," and. Uh, and come back because it was like I want to say five weeks in a row that I was doing something, yeah. and so I, I kind of never went back to work. Yeah, so it's a busy season, I guess. I mean, whatever competitive eating season is. Yeah, summertime it's it really busy, uh, and and then yeah, it, it kind of works out perfect because I, I even though if, even if I'm trying to be as healthy as possible, I'm, I'm going to gain weight during the summer, and during uh, the winter I try to get healthy again. Okay. Oh, is that right? So there really is a, oh, yeah. it's like football. I mean, there's a refractory period where you really need just to rest. Yeah, at least for me. Uh, there, are, there are some eaters who are like, like push themselves really hard. But I, I, I like going back to having a normal diet and making sure that everything still works the way it should. Okay. So, so you basically went pro, as it were, like 2010. Um, is that? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I, even though I was, I was, the first time I was like, Number one ranked and champion. I was 2007, and it, 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 it 
and I was stubborn. I, I worked my butt off for an engineering <laughs> degree, and uh, and so I, I did. I didn't really. It wasn't really. It was never the goal to make it my jobby job, yeah. uh, but it just it just happened. Did you have to pay off loans? No, no. I I I, uh, I was working through college too. Oh, okay, time. yeah. Right. So, but okay. so as of uh, last year, uh, you told USA Today sometime this year, you said you'd made five hundred thousand dollars. Uh, in 2022 and that your net worth was more than 4 million. I can understand how people don't like talking about how much money they make, but is that accurate? It's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, I've, I've been really lucky. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about the, the prize money. Can you expand a little bit on what the other sources of income are? Oh, wow. Uh, there's the appearance fees. Uh, then there's, there's pure, then there's pure endorsements. Uh, I have a national commercial right now, still with wonderful pistachio. Oh, was that right? Yeah. Oh, uh, I love those. They're, 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 they're delicious. <laughs> I think everybody loves them. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm sorry. I don't have. I don't have like network TV, so I haven't um, seen the commercial. What, no, what, what do you do on the commercial? It's like me like eating pistachios and like, uh, and it's like Joey Chestnut. Uh, Joey Chestnut cracks pistachios, and and then. It, or Joey, and then like and I'm raising my hand. Like you can call me Joey Pistachio instead of Joey Chestnut. Ah, uh, very good. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. And so that that campaign is still going. Still going. Uh, okay. And then there's, and I then there's uh, I I started working with a management company, and so they've been able to find me more appearances. Uh, not just they've been really good at finding me uh, events, uh, exhibitions, and companies to work with. Uh, whether it's raising canes or, uh, and it, it's just it, it, they've been able to, yeah, it really grow it a little bit. Was would that necessarily like with the raising canes be a sponsorship or more of a of, of appearances? It was an appear a, a, a couple of appearances and uh, yeah. So do you have a sense like for a for a paid appearance like what kind of the range would be for what you would get for that? It'll it'll fluctuate quite a bit uh, based on what what. What they're asking for, I mean, amount of media attention, and uh, anywhere anywhere from five thousand to twenty five thousand. Yeah, so it, they might it, just want you to drop by and shake some hands. Or yeah, they might want you to actually like slug down. If if, 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 if it's more, if it's a lot of work, <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's uh, and it's sometimes it's it's harder to if I'm doing an exhibition not against other people. And so so if mm -hmm. I, if I'm eating by myself, it's a little, little bit of pressure. Uh, it's harder. Uh, so so it, it's. Uh, and I, I, but I, I still love it. But uh, it, it's you got. I if I'm going to do it, I'm, I, I want to do it well. But you're like competitive juices, if you will. Yeah, are not going. So it, it is a little bit harder to get. It is a little that. bit harder sometimes for, for exhibitions. But uh, and but uh, one thing about the exhibitions, I uh, they, they do a really good job <laughs> with the food. Sometimes contest food if, if, for a big contest, if the food's sitting out for a little bit too long. <laughs> but uh, but since I've started doing the exhibitions, uh, it's like oh, they they make the food exactly the way I want it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like spoiled. Would the, would an exhibition like be solo, just you or uh, me versus yeah, I mean, sometimes me solo or me versus a group of uh, celebrities or something, uh, uh, or, or a group of people uh, mm -hmm. trying to combine their total to beat me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I've been really lucky with the food, with the exhibitions. <laughs> That's really great. That's good. Like um, does, does your management company have to step in and just kind of make sure you're getting things the way you need them? They, uh, they do a really good job. A lot of the time there's, 
there's a food aspect of what the sponsor is trying to promote something. So they they, they want to make it as good as possible, uh, and and the food is so it, it, they they have a they have a reason to make it good. Uh, and it, and sometimes for contests it's hard. Like if they're if there's if they're making it for twenty people, it, it's it's hard to prepare it versus uh, one person who is like oh we, we, it's easier for them to keep it warm and and fresh and oh I, I remember. There's the like thinking back to the raising canes when they when they made the fresh. I mean, fried chicken can if it sits out, it, it, it's rough. But it, it was nice and perfect and juicy and oh. So when did you get the management company? Uh, 2021. Oh wow, just yeah. like really recently. So what yeah. were you were you just doing it all yourself? Oh yeah, yeah. it was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Were you like just fielding emails of people asking it, you to it, come and do it? Oh yeah, people. It, yeah, and and, then, and would part of it would go through major league eating, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it was hard because that that's when we would butt heads a little bit because competitive eating is weird. There's no way around it. It's different. Uh, so it, it took me a long time to find uh, the right the right agency to work with. Who's the agency? Uh, Everest Talent Management. Everest. Yeah, like Mount Everest. Uh, yeah, uh, they're out of uh, Santa Monica. Okay, so that's just fascinating. So, um, how do you compensate them for what? For what they do, every is, is it a fee, like a fee oh, yeah. or yeah, they per, get percentage a, base? They get a percentage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. So if you don't get paid, they don't get paid. Is exactly. That, <laughs> exactly. But, they're, but they're looking out for, uh, yeah, for me and yeah, for for mm-hmm. future. If there was uh, so somebody maybe who is, is entered an event that you're in, uh, just you know, kind of on somebody who's on the part time level, but it goes like, you know what? Uh, I really feel like I could be good at this. I would like to be able. Uh, to do what you do and basically make this my life. Uh, where would you tell them to start? What kind of advice would you give them to well, make this a career? A lot of people are already doing it on their own. Like uh, there's there's the YouTube uh, people and oh, what's that? TikTok people. There's well, there's uh, they, they, people do the eating challenges in restaurants, and the, and there's there's a good number of those guys who have, have and women who have following and lots of viewers and okay. subscribers. So the, so they're they're already making money, and by the time they even do their first contest, yeah, and that's totally outside of MLA. Yeah, outside they're of just, MLE, they're, just, they're 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 already then yeah. they have a, a following, uh, and it, it's so the the restaurant challenges are are a pretty good way. Uh, for, to, to kind of gauge wh- where you're at because you, you have an idea. Um, uh, and then uh, it's, it's uh, you got to figure out your body. <laughs> and then that, that's, that's the hardest part. Yeah. Uh, put, putting your body through the uh, yeah, practices and, and preparation and recovery and, and learning and, and, uh, and pushing it to the limits and, uh, and, it's taken me a long time, and, and my body's changing. I'm 40 years old now, so I, I have to. I've changed the way I practice quite a bit. I can't practice nearly as much as I used to. Is, is it uh, like other sports where you reach a certain age and you lose some of the attributes that you need to be good at the sport? I want to say I lose them. Uh, it's changing though. Uh, I, uh, I I know my body better than ever before, so I have that, and I have the knowledge. Uh, of, of how to push myself and how to train. But uh, I remember I, I, could, I could train for hot dogs every every three or four days. And now it's like I'd be, I'm lucky if I can do it once every seven days. 
uh, full on practice and recovery and, and, uh, but, but, but it, it's, uh, yeah, it, cause I'm pushing hard. Uh, and, but so, so it, yeah, it, anybody who's pushed it, there's no books necessarily written about competitive eating. There's no real trainer. It's not like the, it, there's, uh, like, yeah, it, you, you have to, you have to put in some serious time and, and, and figuring out your body. I was looking at your social media accounts. It <sighs> looks like Twitter. You've got sixty thousand followers. Yeah, I wish I was better at all. I, I'm, Instagram. I'm, I, like I, get, I get social media anxiety, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I, I I can't post things. Like, uh, wait a second. So sponsors, okay, okay. That's my first question. Like, oh my god. This is my first question. You are still doing your social media accounts. Yeah. So you haven't hired somebody to do your social oh, no, media. Oh no, no. I, I sometimes. Uh, I was I was working with people. They, oh, let me have access to it, and they're like, they're like, no, nah, I'm too picky. Yeah. I, 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 I'd, I'd rather not post than have somebody post in a voice that wasn't mine. So you're doing all your own posting, but you still have anxiety about like how you appear. I just are you afraid that this is going to sound dumb? I, I, yeah, I, I, well, that's probably. Uh, I get shy. I, I read comments. I've gotten better, but I, uh, I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's hard. Yeah. I, 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 I wish I was better at posting and, and just, uh, walking away from it. But you, I, I would assume, you know, when you were working with, uh, uh, a sponsor, they, they want you to use your social media account at least a little bit. Oh yeah. Absolutely. To kind of push and, the product or your relationship and, with the product. And it, th- that's actually easier, especially when when, it, when it's something that like I, I'm I'm behind and I I like it. It's, oh, every once in a while there, there's something that I've, I've agreed to post that I'm not 100. And it it, it, it it happens, but uh, yeah, I just gotta gotta roll with it. Oh, I also saw uh, there's a there's a uh, Joey Chestnut line of condiments. Oh my god. Is, that's true, right? Yeah, it, it, it you know it was going pretty well until COVID. <laughs> no, it, it just ended up we uh, during COVID everything manufacturing costs went up a lot. Yeah, and uh, it was we we I didn't want to raise prices to five dollars for some mustard or and it was it was, it was so we uh, we were able to gently pull the plug on it. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so you, they're not available anymore. Not not anymore. We, we might bring it back, but uh, we'll we'll see if we can. It, it, it's it's really hard to get those numbers to work, uh, and it, it, if we if we could have produced more of it, it might have helped. But uh, how does that hard. work? Did, did someone like approach you and say, "Hey, we'll make condiments, and you can put your name on them, and we'll all make money"? Or it was, was, it, was uh, it more driven by you? It was driven. Uh, I was a part owner, oh, so, okay. so it, was, it was more than just uh, putting my name on it. I, I had a, a full role in every every part of it, which is uh, which was fun. I learned, I learned more about that industry than I ever thought. And it was, it was fun meeting people who came up with recipes for it. And, uh, it, it was, but, uh, yeah, it, it it's, it's work. And it, it's one of those things that I, uh, I only do have so many hours. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I if I could do it again, I'd, I'd maybe change a couple of things, but, uh, it, it's hard to promote a brand and also travel and compete and, and worry about my body as much as, I, I do. Yeah. I do want to ask you just real quick. Um, how did you end up in Westfield? It's yeah. Well, like 10 years ago, I started coming out to Indianapolis for, uh, the, the, the shrimp cocktail contest. And, uh, every time I'd come, I'd make more friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I, right. I, 
and I enjoyed coming out here and I, cause I do so much traveling and I, I was, I was on the West coast and, and I, every contest I do or event I do, I have to do some, uh, radio for it usually. And I was waking up at three in the morning sometimes doing East coast media. Uh, and so I, I was, I started thinking, I, I, Indianapolis is West coast or East coast time, time zone. And, I looked at houses. My fiance loved it, and we we uh, we made the move. Wow, Westfield was the right place, or had the right house at least. It had a bunch of things. Uh, I mean, the weather's a li- the winters are a little rough. <laughs> Not so much anymore, I will say. <laughs> but uh, it, it's uh, it, it yeah, it's perfect. And I I, tra- I still travel so much. I'm on the road 140 days a year, and uh, so so being kind of central is way easier. Yeah, that's what I was figuring. Oh, out. they oh yeah, traveling all the way to San Jose. Every, it was a lot of flights. Well, this has been super fascinating. Uh, I'm, when did you um? When did you move to Indianapolis, or when did you move to Westfield? Uh, it was February of two of twenty one. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're yeah almost four almost three years. Okay, you're a, you're a resident. Oh yeah, you're for real. Okay, yeah. you'd be here for as long as you as you want to be. Absolutely. Okay. Well, great. Well, belated welcome. Thanks so much for stopping by. This was really fascinating. Oh, great talking to you. My thanks again to Joey Chestnut. And folks, before you get on with the rest of your week, there are a few stories in the latest issue of IBJ I want to bring to your attention. First up, a renewed attempt to impose a fee on downtown property owners for initiatives aimed at public safety, cleanliness, and homelessness in the Mile Square appears poised to succeed after gaining steam among Democrats on the city county council. Taylor Wooten takes stock of the growing support. Also in this week's issue, John Russell reports that Eskenazi Health has launched a $60 million fundraising campaign to address health disparities across central Indiana. And Dave Lindquist shines a spotlight on the resurgent Paramount Theater Center and Ballroom which debuted in Anderson in 1929. And again, you can find these stories in the latest print edition of IBJ or online at ibj.com. And thanks again for making time this week for the IBJ podcast. I'm Mason King. Hang in there, everybody. We'll be back again next week. Mm-hmm.